really pumped. Look, we're going to listen. We're going to get Chris into this. Can he's, you not see my muscles? No, he is. He's in his bathrobe. He, I am. He's had some whoppers. He might go to bed. It's true. It was a massive, mighty meal for a young man. But we had to have a Star Wars talk. We did. We had to we're break it down. Talk That's what about friends that do. on the podcast, but you know, we had we had our Star Wars talk. We we're going to work through it. We're going to keep talking about it probably for the next year and a half. It seems likely. It's you no mean for the rest deal. of our lives? Yeah, well, that's yeah, what we do. I mean, yeah, no, it is. Chris and I were talking about Phantom Menace like three days ago. Sometimes totally. you just can't escape things. There's no. things you do not get over. <laughs> We've established no. that. Yeah. I rewatched yeah. uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and that is a whole other Pandora's box at fucking MC Escher Labyrinth of fucking shit fuckery. <laughs> that, you know, I can't go down alone myself, so I'm going to be dragging other fuckers. That's my so, favorite MC Escher painting, actually. Oh, yeah. Shit, no shit fuckery? Yeah, shit fuckery. Yeah. Shit fuckery. Favorite, it yeah. really is. This, it was this apotheosis moment. So welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Stores, And with me, as always, is... Crap. Nice robe, Chris. And... Rob Morphy. Your <laughs> choice of white hat is still questionable, but you know what? I respect it. Someone needs to be heroic today. It's a dark day. But... No. You know what? In this dystopian hellscape that we're about to fucking ice skate into in this fucking Arctic subregion we live in of upstate New York, I'm going to be the motherfucker in a white hat. That's right. A white knit hat of nobility, probably confusion, easy target, <laughs> unless I'm fucking <laughs> eyes deep yeah. in snow. You do look like a, some sort of Siberian winter lord. You do. You're, <laughs> it goes, really goes with the white the beard and folds like, out. Yeah, with like your blue cape. Like you really do look like you are like like you need like sleds and like dogs and like spices and beer oh, and like barrels of rum and like a fucking and... a throne made out of like fucking like solid wood. Obviously, because I'm a big man, but like that spins off so it looks like a fucking heavy metal font. And like like a black metal band. Yeah. Antlers, oh yeah. No. Twenty six antlers. You need like antler. You need like antler knives. You're like, I'm here for oh, the winter. Wow. Like 2020. Yeah. Antler knives. Yeah. yeah, dude. I've always, honestly, this is going to sound dumb, have fantasized about being a, a post-apocalyptic warlord. Because you could Like, since I was a kid, I, I, could, looked I, at, I looked at the humongous and I said, that might be a career path. That could be you. This could be something I could do. That could I'm be really you. good at rallying people. You I are. like to support folks. I like to support their ideas. I like to put good ideas together. I don't have to be the one that has the good ideas. And yet, you know, we can call... I mean, I think that's probably why I love directing things so much. But that's what you do in times of peace. Yeah. We're, we're entering a different era. Dude, you so are... I'm, I'm thinking about true. becoming a warlord in the next few years, you know, eating yeah. a little better. Used to make movies. Yeah. You were you you were you I'm still are about a director, yeah. 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 yeah, and you are you are a, a strong, um, yet lovable yet fierce warlord of. Are you going to be in my essential cabinet of? Oh yeah, totally. Advisors yeah. that are yeah. well healed, totally harumed and whatnot. Yeah. I'll be your PR guy. Don't worry about it. I'm going to need it. I'll take care of your socials. I don't know how you're going to do it. Like you're going to carve shit in wood. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, going to be it's all right. No big deal. Yeah, that's no that's going to be yep. the new thing. No big. Um, Hellerspace, hellerspace.com. Speaking of carving things in wood, get yourself some t-shirts. We appreciate all those sales. There will be a sale at the end of January. I don't have the exact dates, but there will be a sale at the end of the month. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. We're doing Patreon shout-outs at the end of this episode. There's a bunch of them. So if you have I'm not excited. heard your shout-out, it's coming up. Absolutely. Thank yes. you all so much in advance. Everyone who listens, thank you. You guys are fucking awesome, and you mm-hmm. really make our lives. And the people that you know take that extra step and, and throw a couple bucks at us, you know that helps so much. Sweet gear, it gives us... Well, it gave us the opportunity, me, for one of the first times, to give a decent Christmas to you know the peeps. 
that I love and, and, and all sorts of other things, but it really, it helps the system keep going. And we are so fucking grateful. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Totally. Thank you. Thank y'all so very much. Before we get started with this good listeners, do yourself a favor, jump on your Googler, uh, look, Google Solway Spaceman. You will see the picture. And then that way, yeah, yeah, as you're looking at it, we can talk about it all together. Absolutely. I, I think mean, it would help. Yeah, totally. If you don't have totally. access to it for whatever reason, maybe you're camping, who the fuck knows. Um, you have limited it. access to technology, which is a situation I find myself in quite often. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, then, you know, we'll try to paint a picture for you. But it, it's it's interesting. It's still controversial to this day. Like, reading what people bounce back and forth every time something's published about this. I wrote this article, I don't know, originally some 10, 10 12 years ago. Mm. Then I kind of updated it, but didn't really. When we transferred everything from American Monsters to Cryptopia, right. I didn't always right. re-edit them. A lot of times we just, boom, popped them over. Yeah. Um, so when I went through it to do the research to finally do this as a pod, because I was always fascinated by it, I tried to dig a little bit deeper. So you could find the, it's called the Cumberland Spaceman, because at the time it was not sealed on Cryptopia.us, but this is going to be a more updated version, and eventually I will update the website with this more um, informative uh, take on the Cryptopia. story. Cryptopia.us, check it out. There you go. Yeah. Let's get started with, in the mid-1960s, a British family of three was enjoying a pleasant afternoon of walking and taking pictures on a grassy glade near a picturesque marsh. At the time, absolutely nothing seemed out of the ordinary. But less than a week later, when the father went to the lab to retrieve his now-developed photographs, he was astonished to see a strange apparition standing behind his young daughter, a figure that was not there when he snapped the photo, capturing what some believe could be an actual image of an alien being. Indeed. The right. Solway Spaceman. It's crazy. If, if if our listeners right now are actually looking at this photograph, which I hope they are or just recently did, you get a sense of it. And during the course of the story, we're going to explain more about the context of it and why these theories uh, have aimed towards a possible alien interaction. But let's just start at the beginning as we want to do and really try to do the story justice. Are you going to paint me a picture? Indeed. Thank you. Over the decades, there have been scores of photos purporting to have captured the likenesses of an extraterrestrial being, such as Alabama's Metal Man of Falkville. We all remember that. Oh, oh yeah, story. that poor bastard. Yeah. But few are as intriguing or have caused as much controversy as the image that was accidentally captured by a firefighter named Jim Templeton on May 23rd, 1964. On the day in question, Jim took his wife Annie and five-year-old daughter Elizabeth to Berg Marsh near the Solway Firth Estuary, located eight miles from their home in Carlisle, England. It is so English. Uh, so English. Yeah. Brit for days. Jim was an amateur photographer, and being a beautiful sunny Saturday afternoon, he wanted to take some photos of his daughter in her new dress with his Kodak SLR. Oh, old school, nice. Which was loaded with standard Kodacolor X film. Film that would end up arresting an image unique in paranormal lore. Looking for the perfect spot, the family hiked up a grassy knoll overlooking the nearby Chapel Cross Atomic Power Station before Jim settled on a pleasing hillside with a swath of blue sky behind it and had Elizabeth Pose grasping a bunch of freshly picked wildflowers. It was then that Jim proceeded to snap three consecutive photos of his daughter before he and his family continued on their merry way, utterly unaware of what the camera had actually captured. Horror. Most foul. Not quite. Or a spaceman. I like it. I like your Shakespearean like take. Yeah, You're try, trying to yeah. go deep in, into Hold breath. on. I'm going to do my best Kylo Ren. 
Was it a spaceman? Oh was my god! Is there a spaceman there? Is Adam Hi. Driver right here? Is he on our pod? Take my hand. Join the dark side. This is beautiful. I can't do it. Are you proposing to me? I am. Oh my god! Let's get married. It's magic. Now you're just playing me out. <laughs> <laughs> I just got catfished in my own pod. All right, look, my Kyler run sucks. All right, I know it. Oh, dude, you're ta- all you get is sympathy from me. My impressions eat the unshorn dicks of fucking elderly goats. Nice. It is horrible. Nice. All right. In fact, Jim would later claim that it had been a normal afternoon in every respect, save one. The cow and sheep that would normally have been scattered across the fields grazing were, instead, all bunched together as if clustered for safety, pensively feeding on the far side of Berg Marsh, according to Jim. All of the animals on that particular day were way on the other end of the marsh, all huddled together as though they'd been frightened. Oh, they're getting their whole pack mentality together because then you get that big herd together. There you go. Your safety in numbers. Safety in numbers. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. So it's interesting. It's just a beautiful Saturday day. You're sunny, blue sky. Pictures? You never know. All of a sudden, all the deer run out of Chris's fucking thing back here. What are you going to do? No, if you I saw know. them in a dense cluster, yeah, like what's gonna right happen? off in a corner, looking kind of pensively while they're chewing their cut or whatever, I'd be like, maybe there's something to be aware of. Yeah. You see, so it a, could just be kids. It could be any I mean, number animals of things. run well, from like natural every, disasters. It's a deer, and... so it's everything. Yeah, deer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right yeah. there. It's yeah. a ladybug. They're, they're like, <laughs> They're born to feel terror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they, they what are. a horrible life. Maybe Sucks. actually every fucking deer kill is a mercy because their lives can be no kind of pleasant. No. Every they are, sound. They are adorable, though. Oh, I know. I know. Listen, we all saw Bambi. We all wept at the mom. We get it. But on the other yeah. hand, man, that's no way to live. Yeah. But I digress. All right. We're talking about some cows and sheep clustered together unnaturally, according to the eyewitness. An unnatural animal cluster. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Presumably fear so we just have to leave it at that okay a few days later templeton retrieved his photographs back from the chemist who had developed them in passing the chemist expressed his disappointment that quote-unquote some idiot had ruined what he believed to be the best shot of his daughter templeton puzzled looked at the photograph in question what he saw was an image of what appeared to be a tall humanoid figure clad in what many 1960s ufologists and newspaper readers believed to be a white spacesuit, who seemed to be jutting out at an odd angle from behind his daughter's head somewhat in the distance. Now, we've all seen the photo. Yep. Take a look again right now. All right, you see it? Oh, so there you go. Let's, t- <laughs> let's take this one moment, because this is the first time we've ever discussed it. Even though we're all vaguely familiar, I'm somewhat more familiar, but right. we're all vaguely familiar with we this. We are vaguely familiar, yes. Does that body seem to be jutting out at an irregular angle based on what seems to be the position of the child Elizabeth? I mean, it looks like a beekeeper. Yes, it does. It no, looks no, it 100% does. No, describe, especially to the few listeners out there that don't have access to the photo. It is like a cute little girl with like a bob yeah, haircut. Yeah, she's just hanging out. With a nice little dress, holding flowers, seems to be sitting on a hillside. There's grass going up behind her. There's a blue sky in the background. I think a cloud or two. I'm not sure about that. Chris is looking yeah, at the Yeah, there's, some, there's definitely and, a cloud. Um, and oh, that's a better one. The hill is at a little angle at the top. The hill, yeah. So it seems like it's somebody standing near the crest of the hill. Um. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense where it would be coming from. And what people... And well, gonna, I'm going to be a little redundant here because we're going to write about it. People seem to think that the shadow is a faceplate, a sun-defensive, darkened faceplate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And that's... 
fine, but I'm going to dispute that a little bit later. And, and we'll... It's not an angle compared to the slope of the ground, though, really. No, not necessarily. And that, that's kind of, I'm glad you picked that up because I think that too. Right. But some people say it is sort of like wonky. It you looks know? a little weird. Right. But there's a hill there, so. Right. And, and terrain isn't always even. I mean, no. that's, just, that's just part of the deal. No, and depending on whatever um, you know, planet this this extraterrestrial explorer may have come from, maybe or gravity is different, or dimension, or reality, oh, or different gravity and other realities. Is, is, can we come up with another word that's dimension, reality, existence, uh, plane, plane, plane of existence? Yeah, first high five, high five, plane of existence. Oh my god, Mark Stores, twenty twenty. I'm very proud of you. Up. That was fucking awesome. By that the way, that was pretty dope. <laughs> Jim was confounded as neither he nor his wife had seen anything, or for that matter, anyone, unusual on their walk. But what was most perplexing was the fact that the so-called Solway Spaceman, as it would soon come to be known, only showed up in the middle of three consecutive photos he had shot and was missing from the first and last. And that's an important point. That's weird. She's down there. She's you know got the flowers on her lap, a cute little dress. She's sitting there. Snap, snap, snap. Or yeah. even if it was snap, oh, move a little snap, snap. Right. I'm not saying that it's because we don't know the amount of time. That's if he literally right. said he second, went right. But but apparently these are three photos of the girl basically in the same position, doing basically the same thing, mm-hmm. and he's only in one of them. They seem appear, and and by the way, there's no way we can confirm this because I don't think there's any. Unlike digital technology, no analog technology says snapped at one eleven. This one was snapped at one thirteen. Yeah, they don't have time right. stamps. Yeah, yeah, but. But it seems like they were snapped uh, not only consecutively, but rather rapidly. Mm-hmm. And and that's the way Jim Templeton claims it happened. In the three consecutive shots, the dude or figure, I'm not even sure if it's masked. It's only available in one. The middle. Okay, gotcha. Not knowing where else to turn and hoping to get to the bottom of this mystery, Jim reported the case to the police. Though one can only speculate on what good he thought that might do. And that's a fucking weird thing to do. Like, what are the cops going to do? Yeah, what There's they- a dude... In one in, photo in a picture, of yeah, my right, daughter. Right. I need to disinvestigate it. My chemist said <laughs> yeah. he's an idiot who ruined the shot. I, I mean, need to, I need Detective Michael Finnegan immediately. And even if it was a dude like like full on in E. T. garb, right. like fucking antennas and six arms and all sorts of fuck all. Again, where's the crime? What's, what's the cop gonna do? <laughs> the crime. <laughs> so you got photobombed by he a was fucking slanted. cosplayer. Right. Like, his, it was, he broke the laws of fucking You're physics. not supposed to be slanted. So are we dealing with a a, a photobomb gone? awry is that what this is like yeah. an og photobomb <laughs> well it's 100 percent by definition of photo oh yeah totally yeah, yeah actually whether yeah. it was intentional or not right. what the fuck's going on whether it's from this dimension or this existence we're not sure so of. right now we're just dealing with the bare basics right, robert bring it okay oh boy so the cops obviously had nothing to offer us <laughs> i don't think we need to get into that he said hey hey and they're like uh hey so he then sent the picture negatives back to Kodak, where it was exhaustively examined by trained professionals for any sign of faulty film stock, tampering, or hoax. They found none. Kodak announced that the photo was genuine, refuting the police's assumption that this was just a case of double exposure with one negative having been printed on top of another during processing. The chief superintendent at the time, this is amazing, named Old Corn. I don't know his first name. What? Old Corn? I love it. He is Chief Superintendent Old Corn. 
I that, love, yeah. You, you, uh, all right. Just, is there a name that ever fucking cried out to be more grizzled ever? No, that is old. Corn. No, he's he's going to be played by Robert Duvall when we make this movie. Yeah, even <laughs> even as a baby, the king of he grizzled. Was grizzled. Yeah, he's like old corner. Yeah. All right. This is uh, Chief Superintendent Old Corn. He just turns around his chair. And you know what? He's already done with this bullshit. <laughs> he was done from day yeah. one. <laughs> and truly, right. the real Old Corn dismissed the image as merely, and this is a quote, one of those things, a freak picture. Get off my fucking lawn, you dirty yeah, kids. Really, yeah. I added that last part, but yeah. still. No, Seriously. I believe Old Corn said that. Surely. He said that all the yeah. time. Old Corn has no time. He's, he has no time for Oh, bullshit. he's got no time for bullshit of any kind. Even oh. the good kind of bullshit. Yeah. The kind of like fucking around in horseplay that we all kind of enjoy from time to time. That's oh. not Old Corn's way of life. No, not at all. It's all about right. fucking schedules, rituals, conservative order, and living a decent life for a decent man. Making Clint Eastwood proud. Right. I was just gonna say. I was, just, I was, I was trying, to, trying to find a way to fit Clint Eastwood in yeah, there. Yeah, this is definitely Clint, this is definitely Clint Eastwood. Just no, on, old court, yeah, you're on right. a porch, staring you down. If yeah, we really. can't get Grizzled Eastwood because he's too busy directing another yeah. fucking masterpiece, right? Then we'll get Robert. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. But cool. just be you. Yeah, you, just, you don't just act. Like just be like, you. Hey, what, what am I bringing to this? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just be you. Just yeah. be you, man. Nice. You, no effort. So intrigued were the executives at Kodak by the dilemma of how the image of what appeared to one and all to be a humanoid clad in white came to be that they offered a reward of free film for a year to any person that could solve the mystery as to how this quote-unquote spaceman got into the picture. Though many would-be debunkers tried, the reward remains unclaimed. One whole year of free film is kind of a fucking big deal. Yeah, especially back then. Dude, yeah. I got my and, kids. And you'd be like, I, I take six rolls a week. Yeah. I mean, who's, who sets a limit Dude, to that? Dude, I got Ooh. my kids these fucking Fuji uh, Polaroid cameras or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucking $10 a roll oh. for 20 pictures. Dude. But they must oh, thrill to the idea of having instant They images. take so many pictures of themselves. Of course they do. Just all selfies. What's a selfie culture? Half of them don't work because it's a Polaroid, and they take the because they, they're so used to using fucking phones. Because there's somebody, so fucking you, you know how in, there's some government tech. agency that like uh, archives Twitter. Yeah. Somebody should really go through every estate sale and just archive every fucking Polaroid. Oh God, no, I've seen yeah, so many you know. ones. Yeah, well, no, yeah, they all no, look creepy on attention. No, no, every no, Polaroid no, image no. looks like it's like an outtake from Blair should Witch. Be, should be burned. Yeah, yeah that's gross. the deal. And, but and of course, some do. Are some are really fucking filthy i've taken a few but the point is they're <laughs> still worth preserving yeah because it's yeah. an art form in and of itself all right if i could film a movie in polaroid it would cost a million dollars for 10 minutes i would do it well maybe i'm gonna check and see if this thing is still available and i can figure out the fucking spaceman because my kids need film god damn free it. film for a fuck sucking year okay. if all you right. can just say how the spaceman got dangled over poor elizabeth's fucking dome piece all right that's cool. all we're talking about continuing on okay the debate as to what was actually in the photo became, and in some circles remains, and that's no shit, almost as heated as the disagreements regarding the image's authenticity. While many believe that the faceplate of the being is visible above the young girl's head, there are others, including myself, who feel that the figure is looking to the right, and what appears to be the faceplate is actually the shadow of the base of the skull. Oddly, the elbow of the entity also seems to be pointing backwards towards the camera position, and the shoulder blades also appear visible. It kind of looks that like it's my interpretation. It of kind it. of looks like it's walking away and turning. Its yeah, head. I want you guys to take a really? look at it and see if you see yeah. it. What I see yeah, is okay. exactly what I wrote. It and looks like it's walking. Like, like the, it, the elbow is pointing. The el if you look at the elbow, the, yeah, the, like it's running. The camera. Yeah. 
or in the direction of it. Oh, I Shoulder can see yeah, what it looks like. And then the shadow that is supposed to be the faceplate, to me, looks, looks like the like, shadow of a base of a skull yeah, so going it's down actually the neck. Wa- so it's actually walking it look, away it, and turning around. It looks like the back. Yeah. Yes. Regardless of the entity or perhaps the object's position, most agree that it is definitely humanoid in shape, that it appears to be situated at a somewhat odd angle in relation to the little girl, we talked about that earlier, and that it's clad in white garments, which some have suggested may be white hot, like it's the way why it's faded is that it is literally white hot, or covered in ice due to a bizarre and heretofore unknown method of interdimensional travel, <laughs> we just lost Chris. Chris just left. So it, here, here's, you, here's you may have put a little thought the, in it. Was my hand ice, dropping? How do you get ice? All right, let me let me just drop the last one, and we'll take time okay. to talk about this. All right. The last one is or overexposed due to radiation. Okay. All right. So here's where All we right. stand with this. White hot. If it was white hot, then the grass and everything around it would probably be catch fucking toast. Fucking flame yeah you, it would be it if would you've be ever me- if you've ever yeah, dealt no. with like heated metals or like settling torches when shit is white hot everything fucking burns everything around it everything including so, a pair of my work gloves the coal oh you've been there yeah, i've you, been there lived yeah, the life. totally um using cold to to do really overheated experiments i i find that the most entertaining because i'd love to be you know seeing this guy who's like basically the old marvel ice man right. from the x-men come to life and just crunch out of his ice shell because coming from the fourth dimension or or traveling back from 3374 right requires you to fucking have yeah. this protective suit because it's icy i like the idea i don't buy the idea it sounds cool but that's a huge and listen i love a good jump give me a huge jump in the story where i'm like, like a, i'll take that you sold me there it is no a bad no. shit crazy turn is always appealing but i need i need more for i need more and 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 to i guess in my opinion debunk the last one okay um, it does look washed out. It does look too bright. But if bit. it wasn't overexposure due to radiation, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the Templetons wouldn't have been affected. I don't know if anyone came to that area with a Geiger counter, though I have to assume with the furor that's going to be kicked up by this and that happens yeah. very soon that somebody did. Um, it would have whited out the entire fucking roll of film because film is an emulsion. Film is a, a chemical reaction. And if you have yeah. radiation and it's close enough to... Yeah. to you know, blur up a fucking suit, it would be probably close enough to I fucking ruin that roll of film. Have a hard time believing you're not going to notice that. Yeah. Outside of not taking a picture. So Look, you're going to see it. It's absolutely. Yeah, like, totally. Like yeah. it's going to be there. Yeah. Still others believe it to essentially be a basic, albeit advanced, bioprotective bodysuit that is shielding whatever is inside it from Earth's potentially noxious atmosphere. And to add to this fucking hot mess of speculation, there are some who insist that based on the distance from where Jim claimed to have photographed his daughter to where the odd being seems to be standing, the figure would be at least eight feet in height, effectively ruling out most of the human race. Yeah, no, that's like Prometheus engineer size. That's some big shit. That's big. Yeah. I'm not sure. Listen, I'm not sure if the math works. I don't. I don't know the math. I don't know anyone who's done the math. I don't know if you can really. See, he didn't see the figure. Right, but I. But judging by the photo, by the from the girl where she's sitting to where it would be in, you know, yeah, the, the you background. You can't really but... gauge that. I, I don't see how you can I, do I that. I agree because you would need to know the distance of the figure of it to the girl. From, yeah. No, no, from the camera. Well, I guess well, if no, you know well, the distance of the camera to the girl, then yeah, yes. then you can figure out the distance to the yeah. But like depending on, on the lens, right? If, if if the focal length of the lens 
it would kind of zoom in a person that's or, true. or make them look them farther away. Yeah, that's true. I okay. do not know the lens. I don't think it's ever been officially mentioned. Actually, I did a lot of research on that one aspect because I was interested. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a website that talks about its f-stops and whatnot, and that, yeah, that, that was yeah. a little deep for me, but they didn't yeah, know. So something much. like a 55 millimeter was standard with that camera, and maybe that was used. I could even be pissing in the wind with that. Okay. So yeah. everyone that's listening to this, take that with a grain of salt and do your own research. Yeah. But regardless, I don't know if you can really accurately assess how tall it is, but there are some who say, again, adding to this fucking hot mess of speculation, yeah, like right. that, that it could be fucking nine feet tall, super... Well, and you know, the Nordics are tall. I mean, super tall humanoids are not unheard of. No. In no, alien encounters. No. Shout outs to the Nordics. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the rare shout. <laughs> the rare shout out. Soon after the image appeared in the local paper, the Cumberland News, it was picked up by the national periodicals, the Daily Mail and Express, where it came to the attention of one Dr. David Clark. According to David Clark, an author on the UFO phenomenon with a PhD in folklore, fucking awesome. Dope. Best doctor ever. Yeah, no doubt. The Templetons received piles of letters from paranormal researchers and curiosity seekers stating, and I quote, Some people claimed it was a spirit. Others believed Jim or his daughter had psychic powers that they had not been aware of. Oh, That's an interesting twist. Okay, cool. The speculation that either Jim or Elizabeth had manifested a spirit of the dead or, perhaps more intriguingly, an ethereal entity from realms unknown is a fascinating one. So they conjured this thing accidentally? Some some people say that it was their energy that allowed this thing to manifest, if not in the physical world where they could see with their eyes in some plane that was picked up by the camera. Well, hey, man, 2020, I'm trying to be more open to the paranormal because I have to be. It's literally it's what we do every oh, week. Yeah, I know, okay. but I need we'll to be share. more open to it. So, you know, I'm fucking down. They Got they, it. Yeah, they conjured some shit. I've never known you to be okay, down with the paranormal. The ghosts and I mean, shit. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're ghosts not, like, my bag. You're not a broad ghosts spectrum and shit. guy I'm trying everything. to be more ghosts. But I understand. <laughs> I am too, because I've always been much more skeptical about... Yeah. It's funny We gotta bring it, dog. We gotta bring it. I've always thought there was right. a really big wall between cryptozoology and the paranormal. Cryptozoology to me was science. Even if it wasn't well, regarded as science, it is. It is the idea of finding bona fide biological corporeal creatures that live on Earth. Now, some may be proto hominids that have a degree of intelligence, like a Yeti or a Orang Pendek or a Bigfoot. Yeah. Some may be just straight up fucking animals. Well, They're just yeah. doing their thing in whatever you know part of the world, whatever environment they live in. And I was always like interested in other things. Aliens always fucked up the th- the, the grade curve for for lack of a better term because it's like they have some really interesting biological features and a lot of interesting technology, but I don't know where it fits in. But that's why I was always crypto first, UFO second, and paranormal third because that goes into the realm of the magic whale, as Dude, I mentioned before, the idea 20? where everything's everything. But I am trying to entertain the notion that there might be crossover elements that are representative of all three. Maybe simultaneously. Which is why you should watch Hellier Season 2 and, may I say, 2020, Heller Space, Heller Space. Wow. Yeah. Is that your election? Heller Space. Heller Space. Heller Space. Robert? Oh, okay. Bring us back. The speculation that either Jim or Elizabeth had manifested a spirit of the dead or, perhaps more intriguingly, an ethereal entity from realms unknown is a fascinating one. But what captured the imaginations of most who saw Jim Templeton's photo was that the man, like being, was a visitor from another world or perhaps another dimension. 
what helped fuel this hypothesis beyond the fact that the 1960s media was dominated by the race between the United States and the Soviet Union to see who could conquer space and that the era was rich in well-publicized cases of alien encounters was the fact that it came to light that the region where the photograph had been taken was a breeding ground for UFO activity. Oh, we got some uh, we got some old flying saucers overhead, don't we? All right, cool. Some sort of object. Cool. All right, cool. Awesome. Numerous locals around Bergmarsh believed that this was due to the nuclear power plant that resided nearby. Mm. More skeptically minded folks just chalked it up, and I shit you not, this is true, to the popularity of Doctor Who. Don't ever take the Doctor Who it's off the table. So Don't. They're like, the kids are scared of Daleks. They're watching Flying Saucers every weekend. Yeah, dude, the, the pool pyramid. Didn't we peg that as a Dalek? We absolutely did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's the fishermen. It's the old fishermen that are around the marsh that are seeing these crazy objects floating over the... Because they're at home at night all fucked up facility. watching Doctor Who. It only makes sense. Yeah. Jesus. But I would go on a limb and say, you could actually enjoy Doctor Who and still have a legitimate UFO sighting. Can you, you can. really? Well, yeah. Well, Chris and I have. We both have genuinely enjoyed Doctor Who, and we both had sightings of things in the sky that we cannot explain. Okay, fine. So it literally happens. All right. But back to what we're talking about. Jim told reporters that, like all locals, he had heard reports of the UFOs that had been seen over Solway Firth and the surrounding area but insisted that he'd seen nothing of the sort when he took the now-famous picture, stating, Many of the fishermen near the marsh have seen UFOs, and many interesting things have happened in the area from time to time. Some of the scientist types say the UFOs are interested in the Chapel Cross Atomic Power Station, as we mentioned, which you can see on the horizon to the right of my picture. Now, I've scanned that picture a few times. Maybe there's a hint of something industrial over on the right, but I didn't catch any Uh, glimpse of that. over there. Well, some. Well, all yeah, right. So, and you know what? I mean, Why not? It, it sure, could be. It works. And, and, and if my idea that the thing is looking away is true, then it's actually looking at the facility, which means nothing. You can look at something and not have it be pregnant it with any kind of meaning. Yeah. It just could be a direction you're standing. Totally. But it still bears mentioning. Yeah. Just when it seemed as if his life could not get any more bizarre, just a few weeks after the picture hit the presses and the furor surrounding the photo had peaked, Jim claimed that he was visited at work by a pair of men who seemed, by all appearances, to have been representatives of one of the most notorious subsets of ufology, the infamous Men in Black. Holy shit. That's where it gets real. This is where they show up. Yeah. This is what they do. Before. No, before it was no this is it. All antics. Right. Yes, MIBs. MIBs are in the house looking for you, talking to you. Awkward, probably almond skinned. Could be. Robotic cadence. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, weird, all fucked up, weird skin, with shoes on backwards. It really and makes shit. me think like, from the 60s to like the Blue early shirts. 80s. They had an Android program and they were doing their best to push it. Right. And, uh, and it just didn't quite click. Or it was just a bunch of really weird, awkward agents that they're like, just give these guys something to do. Oh, that's their, so weird. Their pants are all loose. Their shirts Probably. are all tight. Shoes are all fucked up. Yeah, but usually they're fairly dapper. Well, just fucked up and... Uh, all right. All right. So what, you know, what, what, are the, what are the MIBs here for, Rob? According to Jim, two men clad head to toe in dark suits pulled up to the firehouse in a dark Jaguar. At least they ride with style. It's a dope car. The strange men who referred to each other by numbers, specifically 9 and 11... Weird. ...claimed to be agents of Her Majesty's government. The mystery men asked Jim to take them to the site where the photo was taken. During the five-mile drive to the location, Jim was bombarded by a series of bizarre questions pertaining to the weather and the behavior of the birds and other animals on the day in question. 
This struck him as especially odd in light of the fact that he had noted the weird behavior of the farm animals at the time. As we mentioned extensively earlier, the cluster of cows and sheep. Right, right. A tempest of questions no doubt swirled through the firefighter's mind. How could they have known? Was the government tracing a pattern that involved both eerie humanoid entities and odd animal reactions? Why would they care about a single anomalous photograph? Was something big happening? And was it something potentially dangerous? Unfortunately, Jim would never get the answers he sought, as the moment they arrived at the hill above the marsh, the men in black suddenly became aggressive and attempted to force Jim to confess that he had filmed nothing more than an ordinary man. When Jim refused to make any such admission, they then began asking him if he had seen a second spaceman on the hill. Hmm. That's an odd twist. That's weird. When Jim insisted that he had seen no one at all on the hill, which is the story he always stuck with, the dark-suited men became angry and stormed off, leaving the befuddled firemen to walk five miles back to work. What a fucking miles. pain in the ass. They nope. pick you up, they get all shitty, oh, yeah. and they're like, bye, and bye, and you're stuck. And it's your work day. Assholes. I mean, I know they're from, allegedly, their majesties. Yeah, I would want to see some, service. I want to see some badges or I mean, like some majesty's credentials. Government. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking Maybe weird. Maybe they did. Yeah, I don't know. But I got to tell you, if I was if I was this guy, I wouldn't just be pissed and tired. I'd be constantly looking over my shoulder like, the fuck are they? You know, I didn't give them the answers they want. Yeah, but then be, they just grumpily stormed like, off. Pizza? Right. Are yeah. they going to hit me from behind? Is it going to be like a hit and run and it won't fucking matter because 7 and 9 or 11 and 12, whatever their fucking names were, are just going to yeah. do their shit, change their license plate, and fuck it at 64 and you can do whatever? Yeah. Because forensics literally is... Yeah, not that much better than yeah, the early right. 20th century. Right. Well, fucking these guys are assholes. There but of course, go. he's a fireman, so maybe he just walked home bravely and slightly irritated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Jim Templeton's mind. I'm just telling could you be. where I'd be at. No at that one point. does. Yeah, indeed, indeed. As if that weren't baffling enough, Jim claimed that a second roll of film he'd sent to Kodak for processing months later was returned with some of the negatives mysteriously missing. Jim was forced to conclude that they were confiscated by government agents because the film may have revealed something unknown, perhaps another secret that his government or some other more nefarious organization was striving to keep quiet. So he just found another anomaly. Well, they stole Possibly. they stole negatives, which is dumb because I've taken rolls of film and even if it's blurry, blotched out, you usually get that back. Yeah, right. You know, but of course, I mean, I'm talking 20 years ago at local fucking pharmacies or wherever you right, got your right. film developed. Um, I can see where he'd be paranoid at that point, though that's a pretty broad speculation. That's no, digging okay. deep. Yeah, it is. This tale would take yet another turn toward the inexplicable when the editor of the Cumberland newspaper requested to borrow the negative of the photo in order to send a copy to another newspaper in Australia. When Jim asked why, he was informed that apparently they were dealing with their own potentially curious phenomenon and believed that there might be a connection between it and the Solway spaceman. The editor went on to say that just days after Jim took his photo, a rocket launch countdown was aborted at a rocket test facility in Woomera, Australia, when two automatic survey cameras and an array of eyewitnesses caught a pair of large, unidentified humanoid figures clad in what appeared to be white, body-hugging spacesuits walking around the launch pad. A UFO was also allegedly spotted over the range. Well, I mean, that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. That's a whole deal. That's a British rocket missile test, basically. Mm, right. Um, on Australian ground. Right. Uh, on Australian ground. And and it has to be aborted because a 
apparently the camera saw, but more importantly, uh, individual eyewitnesses also reported. Plus, they saw some people walking in walking spacesuits. Could have been the people in the rocket that were going to the rocket. Or just dressed in white. It could have been technicians. Could have been technicians. And a lot of people say it was technicians. Oh, aliens. That, uh, do it as astronauts. That fucked up. They're here. No, don't worry. He's Buzz Aldrin. He's fine. Right. Yeah. Australian Buzz Aldrin. Australian yeah. Australia's Buzz Aldrin. All right. But you got a UFO thing there. All right. All right. Look, man, everyone's real tense, man. Yeah. You know, everyone's real, everyone's <laughs> real fucking tense. And, and Ramir, we're not necessarily Ooh. thinking about this shit, and, and this is why. It should be noted, being the mid-60s, information moved at what would today be considered a snail's pace. And at the time of the attempted launch... Jim's soon-to-be-famed photo had not yet reached Australia, and the crew had no knowledge of it. Jim would later describe the unusual incident as it was related to him involving one rather than two humanoids. I think it was just related in a weird way to him. Okay. This is what Jim said. They saw the monitors. Somebody was in the firing area, of course. The countdown was stopped. They searched the area. Nobody to be found. Not a soul. And it was put down to a technical fault. But it was exactly the same type of man, same dress, same figure, same size as the picture that was taken over in Berg Marsh. Hmm. The Solway Spaceman, needless to say. According to BBC reporter Simon Armstrong, when images of the Solway Spaceman finally made their way to the front page of an Australian newspaper, the witnesses were said to be stunned as the figure looked identical to the ones they had seen loitering near the missile. So clad in white and shadowy, I guess. Slightly vague. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely vague. It's very vague. But it was it was startling enough for them to be like, okay. oh, fuck. All right. And then the, the local newspaper that was right, near right, Romero right, right. made the request right. to the, the Cumbria or whatever, the Solway Firth newspaper to say, yeah. hey, we need it. We got to repeat this because... My, my, my. Okay. It seems real tenuous, and it fucking is real tenuous, but there is mm. one more tether that's at least worth noting. Okay. Between the, the two places and situations. All right. Okay. The aborted launch was part of a huge space project known as Blue Streak, and correspondents soon discovered that the rocket to be used in the launch was manufactured in Spadeham in Cumbria, which is just a few miles away from Berg Marsh. Hmm. Folks began to wonder if these creatures were actually endeavoring to prevent the launch of this missile, perhaps in an effort to save us from ourselves. What additional and possibly paranormal connection there may have been between the two facilities is unknown and only served to increase the wild theories surrounding this case. So it's 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 tenuous. The tether that I spoke of is like thin strands of spider web. Super strong in some respects, but also easily yeah. broken. And that is not far from Bergmarsh. They build the missiles that are right. aborted down there because of figures that at least vaguely look the same. Now, this could be one of those... Classic cases we've talked about it so many times where the human mind desperately tries to make a pattern where there is none. Yeah. But it also could be indicative of a grander conspiracy, for lack of a better word, this of could these be... creatures, whoever they are, from the future, from fucking uh, another planet, another dimension, who the fuck knows, doing their damnedest to fucking avert something that might come to fruition if this program is allowed to progress without hindrance. Okay. Yeah. That's just another theory. I'm not saying it's the one I subscribe to. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Otherwise, it might literally be what some people say. Yeah, they built the fucking missile in England, and it's a few miles away from the Mars, but who gives a fuck? And it was two facility members that happened to be on the field, and they lied and said they weren't there because they didn't want to lose their job. That's also a possibility. Yeah. We're throwing yeah, everything out know. there. I know we're going to get All it. Right. This is a clusterfuck. Yeah. This is a mystery. This is uh, 
Maybe not as it's not nearly as tragic as Dyatlov and a few others we dealt <laughs> yeah, <no>. with. But <laughs> Jesus. Um but it is nevertheless a dense mystery, so I'm trying to right. put it in bite-sized layers so we can really fucking chew on this later. Let me continue. When Australian reporters asked to view the security camera footage taken at Woomera in May of that year, they were informed that out of all the canisters of film taken during the entire Blue Streak project, the only canister missing, missing excuse me, was the one containing the requested footage. No shit. That's some shady shit. That's shady. That's undeniably shady. It is very shady. But let's, let's fucking seal this dam before it collapses. That having been said, in a rare exception from the norm, the footage was actually found to have been misfiled by the British Ministry of Defense and was turned up by the aforementioned Dr. Clark, you remember the folklorist PhD, yeah. who told the BBC reporter Simon Armstrong in 2014, and I quote, I came across all the paperwork in the MOD files about five years ago. It turned out that the film was at the Imperial War Museum in London. It seems like maybe you want to rename rename the museum for like a decade just yeah. just, for, just until shit blows yeah, over right. maybe not yeah, like well. misfile shit i mean i get it it happens people misfile stuff all the time i'm sure we all do all it less on a concerned daily. with that yeah that's fine okay although dr clark claimed that the black and white footage seemed to show a triangle of light which he dismissed as a lens flare he was unable to explain the eyewitness reports concerning the hulking white clad men Lost in the chaos of accounts apparently sealed within the files of the MOD was another mention of a classified missile launch that had been halted at the last minute due to the interference of large, fast-moving, white-clad figures. So not once, but apparently twice. They're everywhere. They're just saying, don't fuck. This blue streak shit has got to go. All right. They're big. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. All right. Scared. I'm stressed. Despite the seemingly concerted effort on the parts of these entities to prevent it from happening, on June 5th, 1964, a Blue Streak rocket was successfully launched from Woomera. What, if any, connection the Solway Spaceman has to do with the Project Blue Streak remains a mystery to this day. Dr. Clark and scads of other skeptics have formally posited that the picture, getting back to the whole origin of this conspiracy, actually shows an image of Jim's wife, Annie, standing behind their daughter, despite the fact that for years, even decades, the Templetons have insisted that she was actually behind Jim when the pictures were taken. Now, nearly 56 years later, the image still defies all easy explanations, remaining one of the most intriguing, unexplained images of the 20th century. Jim, who emphasizes that he never made a profit off the extraordinary image, remains as mystified in 2004, when he was interviewed for most of the things we've mentioned in this piece, as to the identity of the uninvited interloper as he was in 1964, claiming, Over four decades, the photo has been in the public domain. I have had many thousands of letters from all over the world with various ideas or possibilities, most of which make little sense to me. It should also be noted that I have received no payment for taking this picture. Never tried to sell it, never tried to exploit it into a book. Right. Notwithstanding Dr. Clark's skepticism regarding the paranormal pedigree of the now legendary Solway Spaceman photo or the subsequent Woomera reports, he was nonetheless impressed by Jim Templeton when he interviewed him in 2002 and recognized the significance of the image, stating, and this is Dr. Clark, I came away absolutely convinced he was telling the truth and couldn't explain it himself. For me, it's one of the most impressive anomalous images in supernatural investigations and people. It's mm. a weird ending. And people. I guess supernatural people, too. Yeah, su supernatural yep. investigations. Supernatural? 
and people. And people. All right, so we have an investigation of supernatural people and UFOs and sort of white clad I mean, men. If, if you want to call it a supernatural investigation, you can. Let's all fucking. I'm gonna say no. Let's put this fucking photo in a place where we can all just look at it while we're while we're breaking this down. Oh, okay. okay. Look, look at that font. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, You're welcome, guys. There, Chris, Chris gave me a mighty font, and you know what? <laughs> My old eyes are saying thank you. A mighty font. A mighty font. All right, all right. so here we go. This is it. It's oh, mostly, geez. you know what? At first, when you, when you first look at it, it's like a cute little girl. I would have thought from the early yeah. 70s, but obviously it's the mid-60s with a, uh, some sort of floral That's a little crop, right? The, you can see the full picture of it, right? In another photo? I, I don't know. Do you have a better yeah, photo? Yeah, no, I, I think we're... That, uh, that, that, I think one was a little crop. That's all I have on my email. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, so here's the interesting thing. Let, let's really break this down for the listeners. Most of you have probably already seen this a few times by now. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't, we'll try to describe it. It really looks to me... Like he is leaning to his right, his right, which would be facing away from the photograph. Yeah, right, right. His elbow, the, the shadow on the uh, on the right side of his back. As you can we're almost make out photo. like shoulder blades. And that's what I'm saying. That looks like shoulder blades more than chest. There's this weird V thing on the suit. Almost, like, almost like, like a hoodie. Almost like a hoodie. It looks but, like a hoodie. Yeah. No, but it also looks to me like um, yeah, one I of those know what that protective is exactly. suits where they have like the panels sewn in. <laughs> okay, could be. Could be. There's no, sadly, there's no hands. If the hands were just as white as the rest and, and and covered, that would be very telling. All we really get to see is what I think is a back, an arm with a bent elbow, another right. arm that goes down into the head but stops before the elbow, and what looks like the back of a head. But which other people insist, and I suppose when you really look at it, you can try that this is a chest and this is like some weird V-neck helmet thing, and that's a tiny head because it would be a very tiny head if that's the full head and not just the back of a head looking down and away. I, that's how I always assumed that the that, that that that's what I always assumed that it was. It was basically like an alien beekeeper doing a Captain Morgan. It is very reminiscent in many um, ways of uh, a less tinfoil covered and antennified Falkville metal man. Totally, yeah, totally. But I really feel and 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 but, I know where you were coming. From. I really feel that he is looking to the left of the photo. That this is a shadow at the base of the skull, and and or or whatever it is, this elbow is bent back. That's a shadow of the side of the back. That and makes these are, more. No, and these are shoulder blades. That, that makes way more sense. The only thing with my only thought with that though is that if that's the case, then that suit is like skin tight. That exactly, is, and that is a and what was described muscular figure in Woomera. That's true. Large figures yeah, in skin-tight skin tight white suits. Yeah. Okay. And who's to say? I mean, they might have been able to... Now, I'm, I'm going out way on a limb. Who knows? If it is an extraterrestrial or interdimensional um, adventurer, explorer, they might certainly have access to technology. I mean, we have bulky spacesuits because we need to worry about pressure. I mean, right. we are fragile, bone and blood-filled Do they got the yoga pants of, of fucking uh, spacesuits? They, they, yeah. they might have designed something that can protect all of their shit easily. Yeah. Um, and, much, and, and hopefully our NASA or whatever space programs coming in the future will be able to follow suit. Totally, yeah. But it's odd. I mean, you were looking at this one, that, and, and it's not a woman's head, period. And, unless she was wearing a yarmulke, a white yarmulke, or she's the Pope. It might be the Pope. Yeah, no, that's the, 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 the weird. Mean, How would you get that? You know what I say? Don't ever take the Pope off the table. Yeah, all right. So Pope is first on the table. We'll let that rest for the a second. The papal. Papal intervention. Papal intervention. Maybe there was going to be a meltdown. Could be a papal The guys there couldn't yeah. stop it. You know, Pope John Paul couldn't do anything about Chernobyl because he was still taxed. So he, he showed, so he showed up, yeah. The fucking Solway Firth meltdown, but whatever. We're, what it's position, weird. What position do you guys think he's looking at? I always, I originally, for years, whenever I saw this, assumed that it was the Captain Morgan fist on the, you know, hip. But now that 
you break it down like that, you know, it does make more sense that it's actually walking away and that the arm is cocked. Those are like shoulder blades. Of yeah, this is, and then, uh, let me take this here. Grab that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't honestly know. So, if it, it doesn't look like yeah. he's walking to me. It looks like he's standing, hand on the hip, like you say, Captain Morgan style, almost but like elbow he's, pointed backwards. Yeah, almost like he's just showed up. And like, like he's, he's just there. glancing off to the side. It's weird, yeah. No, no, it doesn't seem to be involved with the family. No, it doesn't he's just seem sort of there. anything. Yeah, glancing, I, I can't really, I can't tell. Really. I mean, if if that was a person. Focus, focus for a second. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to our listeners and you two because you both have the image in front of you right now. Focus on the elbow. That really seems to be pointing yeah, towards the camera. It does, yeah, totally. No, if you're looking, if you don't look at the head and you just, it looks like it's you're looking at the back of somebody. It really does. You yeah. can even see some shadowing and on the on the the arm itself. If you allow your mind to assume that the elbow and the back is literally the back, right? If you look up, that really does seem more like a a shadow on the neck and the base of the skull. It does totally. than a faceplate. Yeah, definitely. Now I could just be painting another illusion that's not there, but that's how I see it. That's how I've seen it since day one when I looked at this photo. I've always seen it as a helmet but now that you're describing it like this and it still I, could be I, a helmet it, it, it could looks be. like a uniform yeah, yeah, white helmet with a, a shadow helmet, but... it could absolutely be a helmet i just don't think it's facing the camera but with the elbow the way that 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 sits and almost in the back and the hood and whatever is happening with its head there no it looks more like it's just kind of standing there like looking which is weird and it's weird that see it's... now i'm the fucking now i'm, now I'm double guessing everything now i'm fucking thinking everything over All right, so again so regard we had to be, we had to have this debate because this is essential to the idea regardless of what way it's looking right it was only there it male or female it was only there in one frame in one frame of three oh, that's that weird. were taken very quickly according to jim templeton right um Let's even ignore the fact that um, there's a nuclear power plant there. The animals seem to be mm-hmm. unnerved that day. More significantly to the Templetons, because they're the core of the story, if by accident and no other reason, they saw nothing. Right. Annie, who claimed to be behind Jim as Jim took pictures of his daughter while sitting on a hillside, claimed to have seen no one. Now, if it had been some random dude just looking over the hill or even an employee at the nuclear facility wearing a white jumpsuit, which would be totally reasonable for that fucking place. Yeah, awfully close to the people on the marsh where you wouldn't notice that. Well, yes, exactly. Why would you not see that? Yeah, exactly. Or even if he was somebody that worked for the Blue Streak program, oddly right. enough, because that keeps showing up, and they, you know, were clad in white because of sanitary reasons or whatever. Well, sure, that makes both, sense. Both places probably had those kinds well, of uniforms. Sure, but why wouldn't they fucking see them? I know it's kind of a leap to assume a spaceman. What I find fascinating about this is that uh, that people have just debunked it like they have Nessie, which is ridiculous. The surgeon's photo has not been debunked. It's, I've talked about this for years. First off, there's two, and it changes position. Secondly, just because someone comes up and says they lied doesn't mean that's gospel truth from word go. I've been there. I'll go there again. I get ugly when we talk about it. I know. Surgeon's I photo, know. I think, might be legit. Okay. They haven't been All said. Right. When I look at this Bring fucking it. photo... Um, I really think that there is something very interesting going on here. And I think it's even more fascinating that the people in Woomera were like, holy fuck, this is why we had to stop a launch. A big launch, something that all their livelihoods depend on, like from the janitor to the fucking engineers to the people that are fucking working at Mission Control. They would not stop a big and top secret British um, uh, launch, basically test was what it was. They would not stop this for no good reasons. The whole and the connection... fact that they probably had to do it twice, it really makes me think about, and I, and remember what you're going to say, I'm just going to spit this out quick, the anti-nuclear propaganda that so many alien abductors seem to spout to the people they snag. Yeah, there's a definite connection there, a definite connection. And, and not only with the anti-nuclear propaganda from the aliens, uh, but 
the whole America connection, it seems tenuous. It seems like it's a little bit like, I don't know, but they're seeing the same shit. They literally see the well, photo. I mean, if they're workers from the place that made the thing, it makes sense that they would be in Australia too. Right. But I mean, because they're probably, you know what? But they see the photo a, and they're like, oh, question. that's what stopped our launch was that figure. Yeah. Or figures that are like that right Stop there. It. Right, right. So, no, something's, it's just what, what is it? Did they that, just, no, did they just, that, Chris nailed it. That's yeah, really what did, it's about. Did they just it? stumble upon, right, just something they shouldn't have seen that is, terrestrial but you oh you know what i mean you just don't I know i think though that they would they, see something they weren't supposed I mean, to you see would totally or, see that i do yeah, you, if it was there you would think you would see yeah it. you would and his you wife would see behind it. him you, you could you some people made the argument well the visor of like a kodak slr circuit 60 whatever right. um you know inhibits your view up to 70 percent. fine but this fucking guy's in frame he's kind yeah he's in frame and he's there like if, if i'm taking if, if right now if i'm going to get a picture of of something, and I, I put it up like this. I can see that 100%. It's not something that's sneaking into the picture. If you look at it compared to the size of a friggin' head, it's totally viewable. Completely viewable. 100%. And if out of all three pictures, if it shows up in one, there is no way this person moved quick enough. Barry Allen their way into the fucking picture, and then, again, Barry nice Allen their way out. It just can't happen. Like, And as far as the exposure, like this being exposed from a picture, Kodak checked it out, and that does not look like at all an exposure. Oh, it's not a double exposure. No, no you'd see much more. I've had pictures that have double exposures, and they do look weird, but there's a, a phantom quality to them where you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's clearly been overexposed onto a different picture. Yeah, that doesn't look like it's and this is radiated real... white hot or ice cold as much as no, I love yeah, that I, idea. I, yeah, no. Sure it's cold's cool too, but this what, is way early for Photoshop. What if this is like an Idaho transfer type thing? You guys ever seen that weird sci-fi? I feel film? like I did, but yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. maybe we watched it together once, Chris. But it's basically these college students that look like, look like a community college, and they build a time machine. Which, of course, conveniently they have to dress down in their skivvies, and um, and they were able to go into some like dark future. None of it matters. It's an interesting film. I mean, it's no Dune. All right, Rob. So you think it's a time traveler? I think it's a possibility. What if something at this nuclear facility was going to go horribly awry, or maybe the fucking Blue Streak missile situation? I don't even know what it is, but maybe there are people that are striving for some sort of, I don't know, if not utopian, at least a decent future where, it, it, like in a Star Trek way, you can just manufacture your meals, manufacture your garments, animals don't need to die. Even though they never really deal with animals very much in the Star Trek universe, but that's something so for this another is, day. You, do you so think what I'm saying is maybe certain things get changed. Other tragedies that you think to yourself, why the fuck was this allowed to happen? Maybe they are maintained for whatever reason because it puts certain human beings that wouldn't have been born otherwise on a trajectory. I don't know. It gets deep and weird when you start talking about the potential for time travel. But possibly... These guys are showing up and trying to stop these Blue Streak missile launches and trying to stop um, maybe something happening at this atomic power plant. And for a brief second, unbeknownst to them, this poor fucking family that has nothing to do with anything except the dad fights fires, right. the mom loves her family, and the <clears throat> daughter goes to kindergarten. They just got a slice of this deeper, bigger picture. Which, by the way... I don't know if it exists, but boy, wouldn't it be awesome? I don't want like an adjustment mm. bureau that's always like deciding like, oh, you're about to have true love. Oh, fuck it. Kick you in the dick. You're going to have misery. True but love. You'll write a give great that, American a novel. I want, I want the idea that other entities that are worried about the fate of reality and maybe they don't necessarily have to talk to us to try to so this is, do the right thing. This is some sort of interventionalist. like It is. 
I know it gets where they dangerous kind of close to like in. angels and demons. I'm not really trying to be theological. It gets about a little. It gets a little bit like monitor-ish I'm, I'm, from I'm DC Comics. About, right, but let's let's just go to bare bones. Let's go to okay. like simple ideas of time travel. The idea that if we do continue to exist in the future and we've somehow managed to apply the physics that allows uh, for time travel, and if something got really fucked. Maybe they would try to go back and unfuck it. Okay, maybe unfuck it. And and, and you know I mean, what? And, and you think to yourself, why don't you unfuck other things? Maybe people get born because of it that are essential for the glory of ages. We'll never know. Right. Who knows? Because you can always question everything. Like, why isn't everything perfect all the time? If there's time travel. So I guess maybe I I don't. I mean I I understand the time travel theory. I just don't really see anything to back it. But oh, there's nothing. Dude, no. there's nothing to back anything. Yeah, yeah, in this no, yeah. One. This is just I'm all. I'm just uh, pissing in the wind. I'm yeah. taking it as that there is this picture taken, um, you know, and then we have this whole launch situation in in Australia. Yep. And the people that see this photo say, "Holy shit, that's what stopped our launch over here." But so astoundingly, I'm, it's a very vague photo. It's, I it's, mean, it's white. It I mean, is. It's just. A, it's just a. It is. It's a white elbow. That's like the one thing that we have. Is that there's a body. connection to this Australian failed launch. And yeah. they seem like... to believe that it was an uncanny resemblance. Right. We don't have anything to go on other than the reporters. Okay. Yeah. That totally. That. Totally. So if we're assuming that that doesn't, it still doesn't mean there's Are a connection. Are we all agreeing uh, that this is not a hoax and or faked? This is actually something that. This appeared in this picture. No one can understand why. I'm, I believe so. I believe so too because Kodak backed it. Kodak backed it, and more all right, importantly, Christopher, Doctor Clark. Yeah, PhD I don't think it's um... okay. okay. So we're all on the same page here. So it's just a matter of what. But Doctor Clark, is. like say PhD in folklore, he's skeptical about the nature of everything. He thinks it's probably the wife. He's not sure about the Men in Black. He thinks they might have been like fanboys that were dressed in dark suits. Well, to I was going to say real, real but, quick, Men in Black, that really could just be like the local UFO community. Anybody could say they're just from the just these governments. And being weird. Yeah, it's just a car ride if in question. If the three of us fucking show up in my truck and we're all in black, like, hey, so did you see something? And we're all fucking weird. I mean, obviously, it's 2020. People are going to fucking know. But local, especially back in the day, like little UFO communities, a little strange, a little bit weird, because you had to be kind of weird or strange to be into that shit. Here's what I'll say about that. I think there's absolutely the possibility that some shady weirdos went to UFO investigators in hopes of gleaning some of their evidence. Not being... And maybe yeah, were misinterpreted yeah. as men in black, but I don't think there yeah. was like a grand overall dressed in black, black sedan or black Jaguar right. conspiracy, because I think at some point, someone would have broken the silence on that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they're being malicious. They're just a bunch of fucking UFO nerds from the 60s. They're like, oh, let's go fucking check this out. And they fucking dress up to look all you know professional and shit. Like, oh, we're with the Queens of Majesty. And they start asking but a bunch of weird questions. Like, you know it was just a dude. You know it was just a dude. Did you see the second spaceman? It's their, How it's, are the bees acting? It's, and their, pre, it's their fucking pre-MUFON investigation techniques. They did not have MUFON to tell them how the fuck to act in an investigation. So let's let's just be honest. Let's be, let's make this simple. So the men in black thing I'm taking no, off the no, table. No, no, no. I'm not taking it off the table. It's absolutely on the table, just left of Satan. Fucking men in black are on the table because there's two ways you can go. It's your fantasy way of it is a rogue group of UFO investigators that have no fucking uh, etiquette whatsoever, and they're just kind of dick farms, and they have their own preconceived ideas and let this guy walk home. That's valid. Right. That's your opinion. Okay. I'm also more intrigued by the idea that these people took the time to go there. They, they could afford to rent or buy a nice car. They had nice suits. Who knows if they were associated with Her Majesty's government. I love just saying that phrase. But they seem to be 
really interested. And the intriguing thing for me is not so much when they broke down as like, just say you saw a guy and this. And that's all, often, very right. often a part of a Men in Black scenario. Denied, where just like, yeah. Will you totally. tell everyone? Can you just admit? It's it's like an implied mafia threat. Right. Like, you know you didn't see Billy shoot shoot Dave over there, right? Right. And they're like, Dave. no, I saw nothing. I, my eyes were blinded. I had pepper in their yeah. eyes. I was All cooking. Right. I threw pepper in my All right, so, well, so you you keep them on the table. They're, they're I'm saying the, table the UFO for me. nerds. And if they happen to be, even if, are, even if they are lone gunmen, like you said, right. like from X-Files, or they're legitimate either alien, android, or government agents, or whatever the fuck men in black are, um, what I'm intrigued by what they did is like, did you see the second spaceman? The second spaceman. It space implies man. like a bigger invasion. Yeah, like just for one second, put your mind in a different set and be like, these guys are legit. Whatever they are, they're fucking creepy, legit, and they know more. Why do they know their animals are reacting weirdly and asking about it? <laughs> yeah, and like he didn't mention that in like the public forums. They probed on that, and fucking and 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 why are they inquiring about seeing a second spaceman when he never fucking saw the first? Right. So just for a second, if it's not just a clusterfuck of assholes that wanted to make him walk five miles for no good reason, there's something intriguing in those questions. Yeah, I guess in that situation, all right, asking about the second one is definitely uh, yeah, that's that's a little weird. All right, so Christopher, round this out. What do you think? It's just it's just tough. Pictures are tough. Depth is tough. Lenses, cameras are tough. Okay. Space is tough. Life is tough. Aliens There's a lot of tough. weird stuff tough. here. Time travel. The is 60s tough. were. Tough. I mean, if yeah, you, they were. If it's really the length away they think it is, I mean, the sun wasn't in complete. You can see that there's shadows. Right. Yes. And if this thing was as close as they say it was, you'd think you'd see even some little bit of the shadow how tall it was. But oh, there's yeah, nothing somewhere. But it's it just there's nothing there. Like you, there's nothing at all. Her oh, that's odd. See, her, Chris is pointing out something I never noticed. Her head before. is like right there. You should yeah. see something. Some sort of thing. Ground, yeah. If they claim it's where it is. But although on the arm, that's actually do, very interesting. You do see a shadow on the I, arm on though. the uh, the underside of you the see, elbow. No, you see a shadow on the figure itself. I, I, get, I got it, Dash. <laughs> I'm trying well, to zoom in. Fuck out of my face. Why are you fingering the phone, man? Because it's my phone. I'm trying to zoom in on. Chris is trying to. Yeah, well, you can see shadows like on the body. There's a shadow there, but there and even the head. I mean, that's clearly the shadow. Exactly. That is. Shadow, not a face, but yeah, if the I shadow agree with was that. gonna be anywhere, wouldn't it be like oh, oh you're fuck. fucking everything? Oh no, my shadow, god, in heaven, <laughs> wouldn't it be like right down there? It would have to like be near to, your head. Well, as, as we're looking, the, at you can see the sun the right is of the figure, yeah, which you so think it would you, be you to think the right, would. yeah, maybe not. Did Chris just uh, did he just uncover new evidence? No, I'm just looking at it, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, no, probably not. This photo has been broken down. For yeah, I know. I do some half of the a century plus some of the green text pictures that I saw in Google Images Dude, were I went through so much ridiculous. information. I I got like my eyes. My eyes felt like your mouth feels when you eat Captain Crunch after dental work. Like, why am I doing this? This is masochistic no, I, agony. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. But right. I went through all of it anyway. Because, right. God damn it, I try to do the best for yeah, this pod. Well, you just, and, and a lot nothing... of people point out, the, debunkers say this and this and this, and, right. then, and then true believers who don't really have an explanation for what it is are like, this is why it's not Annie, the mom. This is why it's not a right. normal dude. <clears throat> okay. There's lots of weird fucking things going on. And, and and so now that we've put it on the table and we know that we don't fucking exactly know what it is, okay. and I threw time travelers out there, and, uh, and I mean, and there's something. What could it be? This is what I'm posing to you, Mark. What do you think it could be? Like, what other? Assuming it's just appeared there for one photo, and it was a figure that was humanoid and looking over the hill and then gone. What could that represent? I mean, I'm I'm sticking with the whole Australian failed launch because these. Fast-moving, large, white 
clad figures were in the area. So More than I'm, once, I'm, evidently. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. As far as if it's time travel or inter- So you think there's a connection with the Wumera launches I do, of the yes. Blue Streak At missile. first I thought that it was some tenuous weird bullshit connections, but then I remembered I love tenuous weird bullshit connections. Yeah, well, no, like, that's, truly, that's your jam. That's, that's going to be jam. the name of your autobiography. Yeah, tenuous, tenuous bullshit. Tenuous weird bullshit. shit connections. Yeah, yeah, that's my the jam. The Mark Store story. So I'm going to go with that. I just, I, There's no real way to nail this down if it's time travel, extraterrestrial, interdimensional, hyper dimensional ultra terrestrial topa oh, but you don't it, know what it could be doesn't it smack a little bit of ultra terrestrial no because think of this. It, it, it's, it's more alien interventionalism very little happened <laughs> yeah you know i'm yeah. the one listen, sure i yeah. love by the way what? i love the phrase interventionalism i'm not even sure it's a real word it should be I if it's not it. i'm fucking so proud of you thank you because i'm gonna use it constantly i like to think it's either extraterrestrial in, interdimensional or time travel lord whatever you want to call it, fucking the doctor inter- who inter- science, intervention yeah. of, right. of making sure some essentially bad shit does not happen to the world. I'd like to think that happens, but that having been said, um, what I'm more interested in, in, in just the nature of the fleeting appearance of this thing. Yeah. And, and, and if it had something yeah. to do with the Woomera, if it had something with the, to the failed launches until they finally successfully launched, but maybe it's one of those things like don't make it easy. Make them not want this program to continue. I didn't dig deep into like whether or not Blue Streak became one of the more profound missile programs for for the United Kingdom. Maybe it did. I, I have no idea. No. But the, well, go. You could listen. This is one of those things where you could literally have maps and photos and yarn and thumbtacks, and you could go batshit crazy. Yeah, no, that's for Charlie Day. The, the most yeah, sim- totally. yeah, Charlie Day meets Lone Gunman meets yeah, fucking totally. fuck all. But there's no point in doing that. No. It's an odd anomalous photograph. I don't think he's standing at such a weird angle that it defies physics. That's no, my first no, thing. No, absolutely um, not. I'm, I'm calling it masculine, but that back, it literally could be any gender. I really do believe the elbow, the angle of this with the shadow of what seems yeah, to be totally. the right no, side I, of the back I, yeah, totally. and the, and the that, right yeah. forearm truly implies something pointing backward. I but, see that but Chris's as, lack as of an shadow. artist who knows anatomy. But Chris's lack of shadow just, is kind of interesting. It is intriguing. Like what could that be? So that could be something ethereal. And I mean, beneath her demonic, hair, like beneath angelic, her hair, yeah, but it like has right a sh- it has a shadow on itself, right? Does, so, it doesn't mean that you. So what about this? What if the sun from where it was was hitting it, but it was not really in our world? So as it appeared in the world, but could only be photographed and not seen, at least with the human eye of Jim Templeton and Annie Templeton, it appeared showing the shadows of the place it came from, but not. Re- reflecting the shadows of our sun because it was not the shadows of our sun that created the shadows on its body. It is something that faded sure. into an alternate earth. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, you're not wrong. I'm not right. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not, you listen, know. No, I, listen, uh, we're all pissing I, the wind. I, I, I get it. It, it. it does make sense. That, 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 does, that would make sense, I suppose. Um, this is why we don't do acid. You know, this podcast would be seven hours yeah, every no. episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know how I feel about interdimensional. You do know, you think it's interdimensional? Hyper... But to digress, just one quick second. Ultra terrestrial. This happened in a fleeting second and meant yeah, nothing. No, and it has caused decades of. I mean, I have read posts after very simple articles yeah. that are both skeptical and favorable and neutral this and and every argument is deep dense and goes seven miles longer than the article itself right which is that be classic is an ultra terrestrial yeah totally all right sewing 
dissonant arguments and, and, and dissent in general show, sowing, sowing bitterness <laughs> toward oh, human beings. Seeds of loss. Anger <laughs> and fear, the implications so, that maybe we can't control our own destiny, which of course we cannot, and then fucking all this mayhem. And who comes to eat at the banquet of the terror of the, the human race? The old gods. The old trickster gods came back to fucking get us. The ultra-terrestrials are the one. They're the waiters. They, all right. they collect all this and they serve it to the old Lovecraftian gods. There you go. All right. Is that part of the ultra-terrestrial mythology? I don't sometimes think it is. It is sometimes it is. Why not? Oh, I hope this doesn't become a real thing. I hope they no, don't. It's, Listen, it's, it's much, there's no real evidence suggesting that the old gods are being served by the ultra-terrestrials. But then... What else makes sense? Much like the whole reptilian Dave Ike theory, uh, it just is a constantly changing. I think it has more to go. It has more to do with like Pan and like old, the old gods and shit. Is fucking with humans for the oh, fuck I, of it because I thought it was like the pre-creation gods, not like the old gods of Greek and Roman mythology. I think like eventually it gets rolled the, in, into the dark old Cthulian. It gets rolled ideas. into Pan eventually. I really fucking want you once you get your internet back to watch Hellier season two because I keep screaming at you about this yeah, every. I, time i talk to I'm you i'm gonna tell my listeners right now um i'm i'm really shitty about checking facebook and mail and everything else i'm literally living in a world of no internet no phone no cable i'm watching dvds writing things and i had to bring a fucking hard drive over for this article yes i am basically the unabomber with no ill intent and no intention and knowledge to build a bomb i mean i think we nailed it you're the unabomber and no, but, we don't know what, you know what the fuck I'm, this I'm, thing I'm, is i'm the i'm the uni fucking cryptozoologist yeah you are it's the worst fucking way ever because it doesn't even sound cool yeah it's just what i am <laughs> i'm writing about monsters from books from scratch with no access to the internet right now totally it's a crazy time in my life but that haven't been said can we look at the photo one more time yeah uh, i think rounding it out here um i we're all kind of on the same page and unfortunately there isn't really i guess a way to completely nail no, it we're down. missing one key thing one key thing that i absolutely love okay. one key thing that brings us back a little bit to iceland a little bit to ireland the old ways. Some fae? A tiny little fairy that just wants to do her hair. Why are we assuming it's eight foot tall and 25 feet away? Why can't this be a little guy standing on her shoulders with little wings that we can't see supporting his weight so she doesn't even know he's there, just enjoying a beautiful, sunny, late spring, early summer day. I'm not sure what May 23rd represents. I'm not good with that stuff. And just trying to like maybe do a little braid. A sweet little braid uh, in yeah. a baby girl's hair. All it's right. probably not that just because depending on the lens, the way it's out of focus as compared to her. Further away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a little tiny. This is why we need this is why we need Chris. Depends yeah. on the lens though. I was you, get, you get a good F stop. I, I, I wanted to be a little I was there. A I was like, yeah, it, sure. it, it could do that if it had a really low Yeah, totally. Stop. So what your but, estimation is it's at least away, uh, some distance away. I know I'm not asking you to give a specific distance, but your estimation it, it this figure. Well, we all right, let's let's talk about what we agree and real quick and we'll wrap this up. We agree it is a figure. Yes. Yeah. It seems to it's be the shape of a figure. There. Yes. Yes. It gives... No, we have to do It appears to be behind her. It appears to be behind her. Three. Yes. Four. It does look humanoid. It does. Yeah, it does. All we see is what I think all three of us agree is a back. Right. Though some people say it's facing forward. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, I think it's definitely facing back. So So we have these things that are established. It is dressed apparently head to toe in white. In all white, yes. And I don't know what washes out the background while the foreground is in perfect focus. I mean, we're talking SLR. I gave the film stock earlier. I don't remember what it is. I don't know what complex shit, but he w- he was not setting up lighting rigs out there. Yeah. No. So whatever happened, happened. So this dude really does seem to be dressed in white. Right. 
That does not mean he's from outer space or no. fucking different times. No. It doesn't mean right. anything. He literally could have been a guy on break from fucking the Blue Streak fucking missile building site, ran upside and said, oh, nice day. Oh, stretched his arms back, put his hands on his hip, and fucking dipped quick, and he was only in one photo. Could that be. could be the whole fucking story. It right? really could be. But it is a fascinating tale of potential. This is what I love, because this is really more about 50 somewhat, 56 years later, right. it's a tale about human imagination, the possibilities of the unknown, the fact that this may have captured something genuinely paranormal or completely pedestrian, though a little bit of evidence does suggest that Dave and Annie, Dave, Jesus Christ, Jim and Annie would mm-hmm. probably have seen something anomalous behind their daughter. Totally. Yeah. Everyone's always hyper. Well, you know, like even back then you're a little aware. It's like my kid, I'm watching. You would definitely see that though. 100%. Well, maybe but not. They, if the kid's just sitting there and maybe the wife's here and he's just, maybe he just snaps three, goes down fucking with his camera, talks oh, to his fucking okay. wife. You're they, right. they take three and don't even look, and the daughter's just fucking around with her flowers. Right. It's a real possibility. But, well, right, it's the same. Just fucking was doing I guess, a thing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it how many things do you not it. see if you're in a park full of people? So much. <laughs> like, how many no, people? Like, humans' ability I mean, to focus on things is super limited. We all this, know. I mean, yeah. we, think we, we think we get this like great, expansive view of things, and we technically do. And I know what's say we're like in Chris's house now. I know what's there because I've been here so many times, and I get it. But we really don't get it. We're processing tons of information. And all I'm really looking at right now is what I'm drinking, the guys I'm talking to, and the microphone that's in my face. Right. It is very difficult to discern anything else. Chris makes a very valid point. Yeah, it, it yeah, could have right. not been I mean, that. You know that slow of an intervention. It could have been just a dude who popped up, did some shit, and left. Right. That's real. We, we definitely have to entertain it. Yeah. But it also could be that they were seriously looking at the hill. It was a beautiful hill, beautiful day. Their daughter was there. No one was there. And the film shows someone. And the chemist, I love that they called it a chemist. The chemist. This is 64. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who yeah. developed the fucking picture was like, this ass toad fucking Ruined your in. picture. Yeah. yeah. These other two pictures of your daughter, eh, they're good. All right. This one's picture. fucking brilliant, but fuck all. Just yeah. had to fucking stroll in. Ruined it. And Jim's like, uh, he wasn't there. Yeah, I don't remember. And fuck chemist all. is like, he ruined your photo, man. And they call the cops. For seven, yeah. And then his first the cops, instinct yeah. is to take it to the fucking. I get it. If you don't know what to do, it's the 60s. You don't have a lot of resources. There's certainly not a lot of public fucking UFO. You don't even think UFO at this point. Fucking not a lot of public paranormal institutions you can go to. You're like, you take the cops like, what do you, what do you think? You know what old corn thought? Yeah. No, that old grizzled old like, prick. Bullshit. Like, the fuck out of here. Kodak gets it. Kodak's so fascinated by the potential mystery. Free film for a year. Free film for a year. Yeah. It's Shit. not fake. So all the professionals in the day, it's not fake. But that doesn't mean it's paranormal. It's true. But it doesn't mean it's not paranormal. The paradox of the Kryptonaut podcast. Thank you all so very much for joining us. I fucking love this photo. This is pretty dope, I actually. love talking about this shit. Yeah. This is the kind of shit we used to do all night long with a bottle of whiskey that slowly disappeared and a hangover that quickly grew. And yeah. now we do it in front of fucking microphones. There you I go. I love Hell. this. I love that you guys, the listeners, are now involved in this. I'd love to hear what you think, actually. Yeah, so let us know. Uh, hit us up in the socials. Post up your theories, your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure... Like I said, just a quick Google image overview. There is a fucking ton of shit on this thing. Oh, so and you will get mad debunkings. You will get like circles of shadows. Yeah, post and why up it can't what uh, post up what you think. What you think this is about? Well, again, there's the socials, the insas, the twitters, the facebooks. As always, thank y'all for joining us. Thank y'all so very much for your Patreon contributions. That's Patreon.com/slash Kryptonite Podcast. Stick around to the end of the show. We got some Patreon shoutouts to do. Absolutely. Uh, merchandise: Hellerspace, Hellerspace.com. 
You can get your T-shirts, your hoodies, your crew necks, all kinds of fun stuff happening over there. Uh, oh, shout out to Adam Benedict. I got my signed copy of oh, Monsters shit. Monsters in Print. I got that this week, actually. Shit, Thank you so very much, That's Adam. awesome. He's over there at the Pine Barrens Institute. Check him out. He's you know, on the we, socials we, we as well. We did talk about on the, on the podcast that was inspired by one of the stories yeah. that he chronicled. And... Um, Holy shit, that book is just so good. Yeah, I've got my signed, I, I got my signed pristine copy. So this means officially pristine. I've inherited my, your old the copy. The copy that I bought from Amazon the is dog yours. The dog-eared, fucking yes. multiply bookmarked copy. Shit upon. Yep. I didn't shit on it, but I have read it. <laughs> I have Semened read it into, upon. Yeah, all right, oh, wow. All right, three times. Wow. Three right, times, wow. and you're going to be a dick about it. Wow. You know, actually, sure. I, I have no, my... I'm very excited because there's a lot more podcasts coming, and Adam Benedict did a fucking bang-up job as a crypto chronicler. And you can get that at on uh, Amazon.com again. Worth it. Monsters imprint. Check that out. Thank y'all so very much for joining us. And we'll talk to you soon. This shit's real. Happy New Year. This shit may not be tiny. This shit has caused controversy. This shit is worth talking about even if it is not anything significant. Because what this is the first time we've literally dealt with something. And I'm going to say this. And Mark's face says chagrin. But I'm going to say this. This is either absolutely fucking dick all or this is the most important event in human history and fucking and somebody snapped a photo of it. This could be absolutely nothing or the most important thing ever. It, it <laughs> like could be like Buck most Rogers shit figure. we talk about. How many pictures can you say are that? Like I don't have a single photo in any album that I can say this is either fucking worthless yeah. or this is absolutely the most essential historical it's true. fucking photo ever. It's true. His, historical paranormal. Help me help me hybridize it. Parahistorical, parahistorical. Photo. It's the most yeah. important okay. parahistorical photo in history, if only because of the potentiality of greatness. I'm done. It was alien interventionists. Thank you, and we're talking to you soon. Uh, Maybe time travel. It's Buck Rogers toy. No, boom! There it is. Tiny fairies. It really looks like a Buck Rogers from the back. Hair. Oh, it does look like the oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, who's that fucking guy? With the who, who Falcon? Played, no, the played Buck. I love the Falcon oh. guy. Oh, G Gil Gerard. Gil Gerard. That's <laughs> Gil so Gerard, really? You know, it made me so mad when I finally saw that fucking show again and I found it was shot on video. I'm like, I remember this is a space spectacular. This epic, yeah. <laughs> but I was in single digits. Yeah, no, it looks like so Dan Spieber. Like, oh, no, yeah, it really does. I'm like, yeah, where's Danny does. Terrio? It what does. the fuck's going on, solid gold dancers? Buck Rogers, you fucking suck in retrospect. <sighs> All right, stick around for the Patreon shout out and we'll talk to you soon. So wait All right, thank you all so very much for sticking around for the Patreon shout-outs. We're going to be doing these in groups of threes, and we're going to be rotating uh, them. Thank you all so very much for your Patreon no, shout-outs. Fucking, it's phenomenal. Patreon.com slash Podcast. I got Indrid, Tom Clark, uh, and Jesse Dowd. Jesse, Robert. thank you. Next, next one. All right, let me do it. Let me dip my glasses here. I've got Paul Calzada, beautiful name. Simply Mary. Mary, thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah thank thank you. you. Mikey Mnemonic. It's, it's almost mnemonic. Mnemonic, but, but it's mnemonic. Oh, I think it's mnemonic. Anyway, thank you so fucking much, Mikey. All right, thank you so very much. Christopher. Perfect. Continuing on here with. Continuing with Linda Brennick, Sean C. Sean C. And Allie. And Allie. All right. Oh, Allie. Just, just Allie. Thank you, Allie. I, I always like the name Allie. Thank you all so very much. Uh, let's see, I have. Uh, Brandon Calvin, 
Douglas Davis and Backwoods Barcast. What's up, oh, Backwoods shit. Barcast? Oh, wow. Actually, I, I talk with them on uh, on the uh, Twitter box there. So, uh, what up? Thank you all so very much, Robert. That's fucking awesome. I've got Kelsey Lee, Simply Sean, not the Irish Sean, the S H A W N. Oh, sure, oh, very nice. The traditional Americana Sean. Very, nice. Sean. very nice. And Nick A. The anomalous Nick A. Nick A. That's your new that is name, anomalous. Nick a. Word. Nick Thank a. you, fucking Kelsey, Sean, and Nick A. All right. Christopher. <laughs> we got Lindsay. Lindsay. Woo! Woo! Randy Bolden. Randy. And Andrew Hodges. Andrew Hodges. What is up, my dude? Thank you all so very fucking much for your awesome. contributions. We appreciate it. Rob was able to have Christmas this year. Awesome. I've I really got... was. I fucking, sp- I was literally, I look like Santa Claus already. I was able to fucking be him this year because of yeah. you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I have uh, Joshua Ziegler, uh, Nicholas Garlando, and Jonathan Rodriguez. As we say often, if we ever fuck up your name, you're paying for this. So yeah. you, oh, email us, you email us and tell us how badly we destroyed your name and then I, we will do it again. I absolutely remember. Laura Cram. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Cram. Laura. Sweet, sweet Laura. Good got friend. Up. Good friend, Laura Cram. Jesus oh, goddamn. What right. up, Laura Cram? How do you say this again? Uh, Larva? <laughs> Lorna? Look at the old continent of Lemuria. The last shout outs we had, we had to make an adjustment because I'm an asshole and can't read. Any of those names I may have just fucked up, let me know and I'll do it proper. Mark has a goddamn speech impediment. He's doing the best he can. No, I just so can't, let's all I can't read and we drink too much. Robert, finish this Isn't off. Isn't that really the story of life? It is, yes. All right, I will. Uh, we've got Billy Doria, Kevin Helm. Oh, Helm. Helm. Nice. Kevin of the Helmet. I know. It's great. Ryan Farrell. And we got three left. Awesome. Uh, okay, Christopher, we're going to finish this off with our last three here. Right. I am closing it out. Sarah Harmon. Sarah! What up? Jason Cowell. What up, Jason? Cool. My sweet voice. And Derek Heimforth. 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 Actually, Derek just joined today. Oh, Heimforth. sweet. Yeah, Heimforth. he just joined like before we came here to the episode to record. I just got God email bless that he joined, you, man. So. I hope you're going to enjoy the this bonus shit. shit. Yeah, and awesome. I, uh There it is. I thank you so much for your contributions. So again, yes, uh, thank you, honestly, so much for your contributions to Patreon. It means a lot to I mean, us. That's out of your motherfucking paychecks. You yeah. gotta live. You gotta feed. You gotta fucking pay rent. You gotta do the shit you gotta do that we all gotta do. And you're taking the time to help us motherfuckers out. You have honestly no idea how much it means to us. I just started our brand new uh, first of the year 2020 January uh, Kryptonite podcast Patreon breakdown sheet. Of like money received, money wow. sent. Yeah, oh, I started shit. my brand that new sheet. That is far sheet. more adult than anything yeah. we've done as a group. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Yeah, so like, thank you all. Decades of friendship. Yeah, we got we got spreadsheets and formulas and cells and all kinds of shit. So thank you all so very much for joining us. If you'd like to contribute to our Patreon campaign, that is uh, patreoncom slash podcast. One dollar will get you a shout out. Five dollars will get you a shout out and some bonus audio. Miles of bonus audio, which which as you mentioned before, yeah, and I'll say bet. it again because like you say about the t-shirts, get them when they're on sale. Totally. Fucking. Throw down five bucks if you don't have that much money. Listen to the fucking pods. Give yourself six months and do it again. Yeah, there it, it is. It doesn't have to be consistent. Just jump in, uh, listen, then bail and come back up Because we don't skimp on later, those yeah. motherfuckers. No, they're every there. bit is fucking passionately done as the legit ones. Totally. So thank you all so very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye, friends. Dear sweet friends. Thank you, friends. <laughs>